Welcome to the Teacher Talk Show, a podcast where you get to hear us interview the world's most beloved, most well-known educational rock stars on the internet. You may have seen them in the news, on social media, or even live on stage at one of their shows or epic conferences. They are influencers, entrepreneurs, authors, actors, and comedians, but also, and most importantly, they are human beings, just like you and me. Yes, and that's what this show is all about. We're going to hear how they've made it to where they are, reveal some of their secrets, play some fun games, and do what we do best here at Board Teachers. Have some fun! Today, we welcome the principal that every teacher wishes they had. You've seen him on TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, and everywhere in between. He's been an educator for 27 years, including 14 years as an administrator, encouraging teachers to be the best they can be. His humorous takes on educational situations have gained him a following of over 2 million educators across social media. He is a national speaker and author of the book, Go See the Principal. All the way from Lexington, Kentucky, we've got Jerry Brooks on the Teacher Talk Show today. (laughs) That was classic. You did it. I'm sorry, Gary. I can't believe I just did that. I don't We're going to have to re-record that. I got in the zone. I got in the zone and I just went with instinct. I told you you oh, had to man. write it down. I'm going to re-record it afterwards. You are? You don't want to just leave it and I'm we can call I'm gonna, you out on it? I'm going to dub Gary right over it. I'm just going <laughs> to <laughs> I don't want to get torn it's apart. It's Gary. It's Gary. That's okay. I'm telling you, I, I, two minutes later, people and my district calls me Gary Jerry. Because you just can't see it. That's my mom's fault. She's passed away, so I don't blame her now, but that's just the way she spelled it. So <laughs> Has that always happened your entire it's life? Always happened. And literally, my district calls me Gary Jerry. People call at, at Orange Theory, they call me Gary Jerry because they're looking at the name, but in their mind, they're going, that's not right. So they just uh, hit both of them. So I, that's what I've gone by forever. So I, I said, okay, don't say it wrong. Don't say it wrong. Everybody's <laughs> listening. And then he did it. I'm like, it wasn't me. I didn't do it. Well, we're so happy to have you on with us today. Yeah. I, I have to say, I told James before this happened. I'm like, I'm kind of fangirling out because <laughs> when I think about educators on social media and educators that are so motivational, your name and your video, even if you're not a teacher or educator, as you're scrolling, you have to stop and you have to watch and you have to laugh. And a lot of my friends that are not in education will share your videos. I'm like, yeah, of course. I know who he is. And now today I'm like, I totally know who he is. Well, I appreciate it. That's one of my favorite things about this is when I get messages from firemen and nurses and other professions, because uh, really and truly what, what we're dealing with and what we talk about, it's really just a customer. Those parents are customers. And so I love when somebody that works at Walmart messages me and says, I got that video. Um, it just opened up such you know good platform for me to be able to get to know people and, and, and message people and, and feel like I've got 2 million friends. It's been great. That's awesome. I love it. So take us back to the day that you first sat down and said, I'm going to make a video. This is what I'm going to do. Yeah. Well, it was a video that's actually not up there. Um, we were um, right in the middle of state testing. Uh, well, we were getting ready to go to state testing, and um, I realized that my school was really stressed out with state testing, and I had not realized that before because state testing to me is the most ridiculous thing that we do in education, and so I'd never been focused on it, and I realized that the, through the grumblings and the arguings and the staying out at recess too long and the jamming the copier on purpose that there was something going on, um, right. and I realized that they were stressed because of testing, and so I sent a video out um, about a bulletin board that was blank 
um, and sent a video out and said, you know, you need to change this bulletin board because I see some staples in it and we can't help <laughs> kids by leaving staples on a bulletin board. Um, and so that was the very first video I sent out to my staff because they were so stressed. And um, after that, they seemed to enjoy it. So I just kept right on going from there and sending it to them and them and then. Uh, and then my, my niece, who's a teacher, said, you need to put those up on your Facebook page. And so I started putting them up on my Facebook page. And uh, I, I did one on what principals do on snow days, and it just blew up. Oh, yeah, um, and one. it has just gone, you know, haywire, uh, you know, from uh, 1,000 followers to, you know, almost 2.5 million across it all. It's just gone crazy. Now, let's talk about the voice. Did that voice just naturally come out? Is that a, a character yeah. of yours? It's, 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 a char- it's a character. People are always surprised when I don't speak that way. It's, it's a character <laughs> to a point. Um, I went to Troy State University in Alabama, and so that's the way a lot of the people that I went to school with. And whenever I would go home to Florida, people would say, you have an accent. And I never heard it, but you just tend to, you know, gather the accent of the people that you're around. Yeah, that's right. And then, I, you know, I'm in Kentucky, and that's the way our kids talk. And so it's, it's just fun. It's more fun to say custodian the custodian. Right. You know, where's the, where's the custodian? He needs to get in here. <laughs> um, and so it's just a humor characteristic. Uh, people are always surprised when that's not the case. Um, uh, but it's really just kind of a play on where I went to school and, you know, the people here in Kentucky and just really a love um, for the in- innocence of kids a lot of times. Um, but it just makes it more humorous when you say custodian instead of custodian and people enjoy that. <laughs> now, are you from I Kentucky? No, I am from I grew up in Florida. Uh, I was in oh. Florida all my life, uh, went to school for four years in Alabama uh, and then went back to Florida for six years. Um, and then ended up moving up to Kentucky and been here in Kentucky for the past uh, 21 years. Wow. Okay. Where in Florida were you? Uh, Cocoa Beach area, Brevard County. Okay. Um, yeah, lots of friends that are still there. Uh, cousins, big, big wig in the district there, but uh, grew up in Brevard County, which is right there. Most people will know that where the shuttle went off in Cocoa Beach, but I'm actually from Rockledge, which is just an in, 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 inland town um, from that Cocoa Beach area. All right. Awesome. Not too far from yeah. us. Board yep. Teachers is out of Vero Beach. Yep. So oh, really, really close. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's where my cousin lives, and I'm going to be down there this weekend. Oh, my gosh. Let's, no let's get together. Yeah, we're flying down there. We got a hotel right there on Indian Harbor Beach, um, and we're going to be there. My my cousin's a, a minister there in the area, and her sister is a big wig in Brevard County. Uh, she is in charge of principal mentoring or something there in Brevard County. So, yeah, that's that's my old stomping ground right there. Wow. No, I, let me Small tell you, world. I was watching some of your Key West stories, and yes. they're not on highlights because I went back to rewatch it yeah. because I laughed so hard. And I hope you know what I'm talking about, but when you yep. were talking about the Florida chickens yes. and the Key West chickens, I died. <laughs> and, I, you know, I tried to get my husband. I'm like, come look at what he's doing. And the story had already expired, yeah. and I sounded crazy. I'm like, <laughs> he's talking about Key West chickens, and it just doesn't play unless you are doing it. So I <laughs> I love that you're actually from Florida. That makes yeah. it even better. Yeah, and all those friends that were with me are right there from Brevard County. One of them even lives in Vero, and it's just nice to be able to go there. I'm finding that I love the stories because generally, you know, when this started out, it was all about the videos, um, but the story, just like you said, the story is what I'm doing day to day, and I realized that from watching somebody else who's an educator um, on Instagram and watching him do that, and I thought, gosh, I need to, so... I really, I do that every day. And sometimes, you know, with all the busyness, you know, I can go three and four or five days without a video, but those stories, I just love throwing them up there on what's going on. It makes for a real personal, because mm-hmm. again, you know, if you, if you're from that area, you understand it, you know, if you work out somewhere or you deal with it um, and it doesn't have to be a thought out three minute video, 
Um, it can be just whatever I'm doing at Walmart or whatever it is. So I love those stories. Mm. Or Orange Theory, which Orange good Theory. for you. Just got back in from it. Just got. I'm going to do a story too because he was a little <laughs> bit rude today. So I'll be doing a story about my coach who called me out in front of everybody. So oh, I'm doing no. that story real soon here. That's not. That's cool. so funny. Now, have you always been a little bit of a comedian, or did this yeah. come out? No, it's always, I've always been that way. You know, it's one of those kids in, in school that was always getting in trouble, always trying to be the center of attention, uh, you know, with student government president. I went to scholarship, uh, to school on a scholarship for student government president. So it, always that way. Um, uh, it's, it's, you know, it, it's just kind of very interesting that that's the way you evolve. But that child that would always get in trouble, the child mm -hmm. that was constantly has his name on the board um, from socializing because that's what I wanted to do at school. That's pretty much the way it was growing up. All, and I really love to see my teachers. Um, uh, whenever I go back to, you know, Florida or see some, or they message me on Facebook and say, that's the way you were younger. Um, <laughs> it's just kind of that personality. Now, when you were a teacher, were you also kind of sarcastic and comical in the classroom? I, I was, yeah. I, and that's why I, I could never do middle school or high school. I feel like my personality is very sarcastic, sarcastic and I could get in trouble. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I, I love to tell it like it is. I think kids love that humor. Um, uh, I think, you know, we, we have a lot of times, especially on TikTok, where people are giving teachers a hard time for their videos because they're going, oh, you're being mean, you're being that, you're being this. But yeah. I, I think that we have to teach kids that part of humor is making fun of ourselves and making, you know, when I trip, when I do something, when I do that. Um, and, I, you know, I really do feel like that's part of the humor. As long as you're not calling one person out and making them feel bad, but, you know, making fun of a parent that, you know, comes to lunch every day to eat with their classroom with their <laughs> kid, you know, it's not one parent. It's just that general idea. Um, right. So I think I could get in trouble in middle school and high school because my personality is um, uh, tends to be that way. Um, I, I, I like third and fourth grade the best because they get that humor, right. um, but yet they still love you. Um, so, yeah, I, that's why I never could do middle school or high school. I feel like my personality and, and sarcasm would get me in a little bit too much trouble. Do you ever get in trouble with those parents that come to lunch every day? I, well, uh, here's the thing. I, you know, I, I get in trouble generally, um, and again, it tends to be on TikTok. Um, People will get angry when I say something that applies to them and they get offended by it. Okay. Mm -hmm. good, the good example is the lunch person. Um, you know, I made a video on TikTok about bringing in your child's lunch, and that's an interruption to the mm -hmm. day. And parents don't know that. And so, you know, they're like, oh, my child is picky and I didn't know. Or, you know, you should just be happy that they're up there. And generally, that person is somebody who forgets the lunch and brings those up there. So, you know, if I do a video, it's generally the idea of, um, you know, educators or really parents need to understand that when you drop a lunch off, you're interrupting the secretary's day, you're interrupting the teacher's day, mm -hmm. and they'll say, well, just have them get it on the way to lunch. Well, how are you going to tell the teacher? Right. You've now got to get on the intercom and interrupt them. So it's a little thing that a parent in their paradigm is, all I did was drop off my lunch. And of course, that video was about a parent that did it every single day. Mm. But who gets offended is the one parent that dropped, you know, they happened to do that this week. Right. Um, right. And so they tend to be the ones that... Um, if it applies to them, um, they tend to get a little bit more offended. But, you know, again, I'm never meaning to offend anybody. I'm always wanting to bring light to the stressful situations that we have in education. And how do they confront you about it? They send you an email or they confront you yeah, in person? No, they, they'll, uh, you know, on TikTok, they will, I always love a private message or an email because that's what I think. If I have a problem with somebody, come to me. Right. Um, uh, on, you know, it, they'll message in comments in there. Um, uh, and the reason I don't like that is because it doesn't bother me. I know that when I say something that's going to hit a nerve, um, uh, that I know that somebody might message me and I love to talk to them. But what bothers me is I don't read messages a lot because it can be overwhelming and I think it's a very negative situation. So I will read comments four and five days afterwards. But what happens is everybody else starts jumping in on it. Mm -hmm. So when you have a parent say, oh, that's dumb. I should be able to jump off my lunch anywhere. 
Um, you know, if she had messaged me, I would have explained it. And I love those conversations, but because I don't check my messages for three or four days, right. now I've got 90 teachers jumping all over oh, this person. Um, and so I love, and I always encourage, you know, if you've got something that you disagree about my video or want to say something private, message me, um, because I check those. But what happens is they get caught up in there mm-hmm. and they're 19 down there and it doesn't bother me because I just know that's the nature of the beast of, of calling somebody out who's beeping their horn at car rider line or doing something like that. Right. But then when they message me and they're thinking they're talking to me and they are, it takes four or five days. But in the meantime, you've got all these teachers yeah, they start who have war. been interrupted mm-hmm. nonstop with mm-hmm. people bringing in their lunches. And then it starts this big, huge argument thread. And so that's really why I don't like, uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. I just don't, it's, it's humorous. Um, and you know, I think that if we were always able to say, you know, here's how I felt about that. Here's how I felt about that. But you know, unfortunately what happens is the teachers get real defensive, a lot more defensive than I do. So <laughs> they want to protect you. They uh, need they, to they, jump they in and protect you. And, yeah. And they, it's, it's a paradigm. A parent just does not understand that when you drop your child's lunch off, they don't, they just think in their mind, Oh, they can just get it on the way to lunch. Well, right. somebody's got to check that child. And what happens with us. And the reason this is so irritating to me is because somebody forgets the secretary forgets to tell the child or the or the teacher does and the child goes and then they eat a school lunch and then mm-hmm. the parents mad when it's right. actually the parents fault. And so it's just that, you know, but, but again, it, it, it is what it is. And, you know, it's not ever to be mad at anybody, but it's just to say, this is what we deal with. Get your child's lunch when they, before they leave or let them eat school lunch. You know, do you have any parents at your school that might do something and say, don't make a video about me. Uh, well, I'll have somebody say, oh, it's going to be me. And I have, I've done a whole, a whole lot. Oh, and, or most of the time they'll say, that was me. That was me. That was me. Um, and again, I, I never would do a video that would call out a specific parent or a specific child. You know, on TikTok, you see that a lot where somebody has the comment up there and they're like, right. Judy said to me, and then they do all that. Um, you know, I think that is unprofessional. Um, and, and whenever I make a video, it's always on a bigger scope. If something's happening to me directly, then it's not happening to 2 million educators. And so when right. I do a video, it's because I know that this same thing happened in Hawaii. So a lot of times they'll joke or go, oh gosh, that was me, this was me. Um, uh, but generally the parents are very supportive. Kids are very supportive. You know, they love that. Um, staff's very supportive. Um, I try not to call anybody out in particular at a particular time because, you know, again, that that I, I do believe that that would be a breach of contract and, and unprofessional calling out a parent on something that everybody in the district knew right. that one parent. So. I'm going to ask, and I think I know, but are you really an administrator? I Right now, at this point, I am uh, an administrative sub. Um, I decided um, last year that um, I, I needed to be gone to be able to do speaking events, um, mm-hmm. and so I would need to be gone on a Friday, and it worked okay, and the teachers were okay with it, and it benefited them because I was able to get sponsorships and things, but I felt like I was, um, I was spending too much time away from school. Um, and so I stepped into an administrator sub position. And so if we have somebody that's a co that has COVID or if somebody that has pregnant, somebody that's pregnant, um, last year I did intervention. Um, and so I was doing intervention just to be able to be in the schools, um, keep that position up. But with the situation right now with COVID and and with, you know, the craziness, um, you can't just throw anybody in there when somebody has got to be gone for three or four weeks. Right. Um, And so our district has a, um, administrative sub section. Okay. Um, and they said, can you get put on that? And that way, if there's a situation, I can be in there, um, can still, you know, go out and travel um, uh, and, and be there, you know, to be able to do those things, but not in a specific one school over in charge of that one school. Okay. And how is your district with your traveling and your videos and your they're, personality? They're great. They, they brought me in early on. <laughs> Uh, and, and, and I understood it because they, they right. were very supportive and they're supportive of our teachers. And I think we should, we have freedom of speech. 
And uh, basically, our human resource director said, we love that you have a platform that almost nobody has. Mm -hmm. um, uh, we, we support that. But if you shoot a video on school property, then we have to be involved if someone disagrees with it. So basically, all they said was, you have freedom of speech. We just don't ever want it to be on school property. And it obviously doesn't need to be something that calls out a specific parent. Um, and I agree with that because if a teacher did a video in my school library, and a parent disagreed with it, then I would have to be having a conference with it. But if she did it in her on her porch, in her backyard, right. then it's it's called freedom of speech. And I know a lot of districts have you know social media policies and all that. Um, I, I I always think, is this going to come back to bite me? Is one parent is you know is all of third grade going to know the parent I'm talking about? If the answer is yes, then I don't do it. Okay. Um, you know everything that I do is very generalized. Um, but the district has been very supportive um, and, and just said, you know, you've got a platform, you're supporting education, but if you do it on school property, and I, I give this advice to people all the time, especially my, my TikTok friends, you know, they'll say, well, I'm, I'm doing it in my classroom, but I'm doing it on, on planning. Well, one, your planning is not for that. You're being played to plan. Mm -hmm. And then they'll say, well, I'm doing it before school or after school. Well, the problem is parents don't know that. Right. All they see is you in your child's classroom doing a video. And so that's what, you know, I said to the human resources, you know, I get there at 5 a.m. And she said, well, nobody knows that, though. You know, I can see that because when we look, you know, it's dark outside. But a parent sees you in your office doing a video, then then it's school property. And so, you know, I tell teachers that don't, you know, try to find another space, use backgrounds. But when you do it at school, um, if someone disagrees with it, then they can go to your principal, they can go to um, your district, you know, just make make a place where you can do your videos outside, because we do have this freedom of speech, and, and it, it's a good thing as long as you're not calling out any one individual, you know, to make everybody known uh, of who it is or who the kid is. Now, is the parking lot, the school parking lot in your car count as school property? <laughs> it, now, here's the deal. I, um, uh, I, I can drive right across the street <laughs> right there. Um, and, you know, and, the, and and here's the thing, too, and, and what I tell a couple of my TikTok friends are getting to the point where they're getting sponsorships. Whenever I do something that is related to school, it, it always benefits the school. And so if I do a video and it's on a Chromebook, then I've got 30 Chromebooks coming to the school. Um, and so, you know, it, it, there's a beneficial here if I do something and, and now all of a sudden they get a free subscription to Scholastic Magazine. Right. Um, and, and there is, you know, if you're an influencer, you have an influence. Um, and so a lot of the schools, you know, are, are very much benefiting from these TikTok influencers that are on there that are able to do a video right. because they're able to bring funding in for, um, uh, for certain things. Um, but I just think there is a fine line between you being a professional at school and you being, um, you know, uh, somebody on social media that wants to say something. You have freedom of speech. But when you're in your classroom, a parent doesn't know that it was Saturday at 5 o'clock when nobody was mm -hmm. around. A parent just sees their student's classroom and they're thinking, why aren't you teaching my child? Why aren't yeah. you, you know? And so the easiest thing is just don't do it there. If you feel right. like you want a background of a school, find a background or make something uh, that way. It's, 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 it's a fi fine line. It really is. Mm. Do you drive around with the landline phone in your car at all times? <laughs> I do. Well, I got that from my friend, uh, kindergarten smorgasbord, uh, from, uh, Greg um, uh, Warren uh, uh, Smiley. Smiley, mm -hmm. I say that wrong. He, I was at his, his thing, and I wanted to use it. I was in Nashville, and I said, can I borrow your, your school phone? I'm just going to take it out in the car, and I forgot it. I've had it in my car. <laughs> he didn't have one, but to me, that was just funny because I was using my case, and I thought, that's even funnier because of the fact that it's a cord, and, yeah. and it's little things like that. It's little humor. like It's like saying custodian, or it's like using a landline right. in your car that, that really those little things are, are really truly what bring the followers in to say, okay, that's an inside joke. Mm -hmm. um, that's in there because somebody will go, why are you in your car? And I'm thinking, well, you're not a, you haven't been here long. Right. You would know that. Yeah. Um, or why are you working? It's just a humorous thing that's added to there that I enjoy.
Well, and what was funny is I think I just noticed that recently, the landline phone, but I had to go back through because I'm like, has he always had a landline phone? (laughs) Have I not paid attention enough? And so it was, it was something that drew me in. And of course I had to go down a rabbit hole of all of your other videos. I'm like, aha, I know when he got the phone. I know when it changed. Yeah, (laughs) it's been been great. And and, and again, it brings those people comments in especially, and you can always tell on a comment on whether somebody knows what you're doing or not. Um, because, you know, a new follower, they'll question things like that or they're asking, you know, that's why I keep telling some of my, you know, friends on there when someone's real rude, they're rude because they're seeing this video for the first time and they don't understand the context of everything that you've done there because, you know, if they did that, you know, no, everybody would know my heart that I'd never mean to offend someone. Right. The video that you just watched may offend you if it was just in that realm. Um, so I love those comments and seeing and go, oh, what's that all about? It, it helps me to know whether someone's been a follower long time or, or just new. Do you have a favorite okay. video that you've made? Well, I have favorite series. Um, uh, my, I, I like a series that I can go that I can. It's a go-to series. I love when I'm able to change the title of a book. That's one of my favorite series. I love The Grinch. Um, mm-hmm. I did The Grinch where I'm dressed as a Grinch mm-hmm. because I felt like I could be rude in those. And then if someone says you're being really rude, I could say, "Well, I was <laughs> the, the Grinch. Grinch. I was playing the character." <laughs> right. um, the COVID. Uh, um, uh, ones have gone really well because we're all going through this. Right, um, right. My favorite videos are when I put a video up there and I know that educators are laughing hysterically. And when they try to show them to someone's not an educator, the person has no clue. Yeah. Um, Me. So my favorite ones are always the ones on the free table, you know, that we have a free table and you're trying to show a spouse or a boyfriend or girlfriend that's not, and they have no clue. So my favorite ones are always the ones that really are truly inside jokes yeah. that yeah. I know you have to explain to somebody else. Well, and you can't explain them because exactly. I tried to explain it to my husband yeah. and I sound crazy and I'm like, yeah. never mind. I just, I can't. <laughs> yeah. Those are pretty good. <laughs> those are my favorite. <laughs> so how do you feel about icebreakers? Because we might Uh-oh. have a few. That's great. <laughs> Let's play an icebreaker game. All right. Now everybody thinks that they know you, but these are going to be things that only your best friend knows. Okay. It won't get too scandalous, I promise. (laughs) What is your go-to vacation? If you could leave tomorrow, where would you go? My go-to vacation? Well, okay, let's see. Let's say without COVID, it would be New York. I absolutely love to go to New York, and I love the Broadway plays, all that. I wouldn't want to go right now, but I just love the atmosphere of being down there, walking everything, seeing the plays. That's my ideal vacation is a play in the morning, a play at night, play in the morning, play at night. So New York, absolutely. All right. What's the favorite? Your favorite one? One you could see a million times. Um, I obviously Wicked is fantastic. I love Wicked. Mm-hmm. My son was in Shrek, and so I love uh, Shrek too, just for that. Wow. Um, but Wicked is probably the one that I could see over and over and over again. Um, Shrek, you know, kind of like following in there also. Okay. Your favorite hobby. My favorite hobby would be sleeping. I absolutely love, <laughs> love, love. <laughs> To sleep, I, it, it is. It's an age thing. I really love naps. Um, I, I also, you know, love to read. Um, uh, that's just kind of a relaxing, relaxing thing. And then traveling, obviously, would fall in there. Um, so traveling is the, the hobby that I would say that I look up and actually doing. But I do love to read. Um, uh, and you know, napping is you know an age fat thing. So I always love to nap. <laughs> no, no, no. Naps are awesome. That's I a don't teacher thing. I think. Yeah, they're great. <laughs> if you were to compete in the Olympics, what would your sport be? Um, probably, um, I would say eating. I could probably win a competition <laughs> of that. 
if you put a bunch of little Debbie cakes in front of me or something, I could probably take the Russians on or take on, you know, those, I could do that. They're not ready for little Debbies. Yeah, I don't know. I, don't know. They, I wonder what they would be called. That may be a video. I think that will do. <laughs> well, talking about eating, when you have a really stressful day, and I love to eat my feelings. It's the healthiest thing to do. What is your go-to snack on those days that you're just like, oh, well, here's the thing. My whole life has changed. I, I've, I've been doing this very interesting diet um, uh, that my wife and I have been on. And so I don't do any of that. I don't do that, that anymore. Oh. If I would say right now, and how sad is this? A banana. There's a banana upstairs. It's just right. And I cannot wait to eat that banana. How stupid is that? No, now, that's because that, that's amazing. I would be at Little Debbie's. I would be at a bologna and cheese sandwich. I would be at Spam. But I've just kind of, and, and when you do without those, the, the things that you enjoy now, um, are totally different. So right now in this health food thing, there's a banana upstairs. I can't wait to get to, but otherwise, you know, a, a good old zebra cake and a mm. bologna sandwich. It, it's the go-to for sure. Is that because you know, your orange theory coach is going to hear this? That, well, they do. And they make money all the time on there. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I love them to death. They are great. Um, okay. So if you were to make a movie of your life, who would your actor be? Um, it would be, um, Robert Downey Jr. Hmm. Is that right? And he and he he's the um what's his name? Iron Man. Iron Man. Iron Man. Yeah, I just I don't know why I have always loved Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock See, Holmes. See, I came up with that off the top of my head. Isn't that good? There's no reason why other than I just like him as an actor. He may not be a horrible person. I don't know, but I just think there you go, Robert Downey Jr. That he's was a good answer. answer. That's a good answer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So let's see if you come up with this one as fast. Autobiography of your life. What is the title? Um. Autobiography of my life. What's the title? Um, Craziness Uninterrupted. How about that? Okay, we'll take it. Bad title. We'll take it. (laughs) Um, Let's see. What about reality shows? Is there one that you would want to try out for or one that you think like you could win? Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. It's funny you would say that, too, because I have an interview tomorrow with one that's coming up. Um, (gasps) Big Big Brother is is obvious. We watch Big Brother. That's a family thing for us Mm -hmm. uh, with my oldest and my my daughter. um, And we come over and we watch it. Um, absolutely love, love Big Brother. But there's one called The Insider that they just messaged me, and I've got an interview tomorrow, and it's kind of about that same thing. Okay. Eight people are together, and then they have to solve um, problems as a group, but one person is, is sabotaging it, sabotaging mm. it. Like that thing. But I think that would be fun. I love those shows where you're just looking at real people um, and seeing their life and getting to know them. I, I mean, I think they're great. But Big Brother, absolutely for sure. I'm a big Big Brother fan. Yes, now I wish you know what they need. They need not young skinny people. They do. <laughs> they need a fa- they need an old person. And I, the sad thing is nobody would watch it. But because I don't, I never like the old people. That's the sad thing. I'm like, Get him well, they're always like, the first to go. Yeah, <laughs> my kids are like, that would be you. But yeah, I, I do wish that they had one where it was, you know it was people that I don't know. They're all so athletic. And what bothers mm-hmm. me is about it is I'm always really attracted to the tech technology nerdy group, and they always get wiped out. Of I'm course, like, we might as well just not because all these muscle people and all these other, you know, but I, I do love the show. I think they should do a teacher edition. That would be fun. Yeah, that would be good. No. Okay. What is one school supply that you could not live without? School supply that I could Sharpie pencil, Sharpie pens. Absolutely. For sure. I know that everybody's a flare pen. You know, they're all the big flare pens, but to me, Sharpie pens work for everything. Putting your name on things, always having them. I've always got two or three different colors in my pocket. Sharpie is the go-to. Are you sponsored by Sharpie? <laughs> no, I'm not. I tried to get I tried to get them in flare pen, but no, it's a lot harder than people think. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to. <laughs> Sharpie needs to just send you all of the Sharpies, all of the new you. products. Yep. I mean, all of them. You can never have too many Sharpies. Absolutely. It's not a thing. Yeah. 
What is the first thing you thought about when you woke up this morning? First thing I thought about when I woke up this morning um, was what time I was going to work out. We have to schedule our classes, but I don't like to do that because if I get up in a bad mood, I don't want to work out. So that literally is the first thing I do. I check my app and see when is there a class open. Um, and I, you know, I had to work around this. Um, we had a plumber coming. And so I just kind of worked around what that is. So the first thing I woke up, check my schedule, see when I can get in class. But you got it in there. You made it happen. I did. I did right out. Well, the plumber was here a lot longer than I thought. So I had to go right from three to four, walked in, showered, threw this on, and came right over here. So, Oh, man. This is a guy. That's dedication right there. I, yeah, see, I wish I had that dedication right there to work out or just walk around the block. So well, you might have to give us. That, yeah, people say that. And, and it's one of those things that I used to hate pe- people saying, but it truly is. And I started it by just walking for 15 minutes in the morning. And I realized that when I didn't do that, I feel blah. And I'll get up and go, I don't want to go. And I'll be in a bad mood and I don't go. And I feel blah all day long. And so, it's my, and, and here's the deal. I hate it. I hate working out <laughs> okay. with passion. I do. And I love the gym. And I, you know, but I mean, I would choose never to. But I also know that when I miss, I just feel ugh, all yeah. day long. So I yeah. just force myself to do it. It's helped that they drop classes back to 45 minutes instead of an hour because of COVID. Because anybody can do anything for 45 minutes. So I get in there and do that. So. I thought when you when you asked us if you could use your mobile device to to get on the call, I thought you were going to be on the treadmill at Orange Theory. Yeah, yeah. I was getting you from my car. I've done that before, but I, somebody came and knocked on the window in the middle of a five thousand person conference that I decided to do it from the car. Knocked oh. on my window, and I thought I'll never do that again. <laughs> Would they say you have to get off campus, <laughs> Mr. Like, Brooks? What are you doing here? This is. Are you supposed to be here? Because of course, it's where I parked. It was just ridiculous where I parked. Uh, I parked behind a beauty salon, and she's uh, like, "Why are you here?" I'm like, <laughs> what is the funniest thing that you've ever seen a kid do at school that you, it's just a memory that you've held on to a bringing in chickens in his backpack i had a child bring in three chickens in his backpack because they were they had just hatched and he was so very excited about it got all the way to school on the bus um and walked in and opened up his backpack and here's three chickens um uh, little teeny chicks that were in there so that just you know again it's one of those things that we get to i mean how what a blessing that is that a child is so excited about something at mm-hmm. his house yeah. that he is putting him in the bus. And all the bus kids knew, but the bus driver didn't. And so, you know, that's probably one of my absolute favorite memories of him being so very excited and having no clue that he was going to get in trouble for doing it, <laughs> but just thought he was going to come and show everybody chickens all over the school. It's just a huge blessing that we deal with. Was that the day that you did that viral kindergarten chicken video? No, but that was one of those in there that I write a little notebook to say, remember this, remember this, remember this. That's just what happens. Somebody will, because I really have a bad memory, um, uh, and somebody will message me and say, oh, do you remember that? Do you? And then it'll click right directly in there. So I keep a notebook running, going on there, and just kind of add them all in there together. <laughs> all right. We heard a little bit about how you were as a student. What is something that you think that you did to a teacher or an administrator as a child that you're like, oh, my gosh? Well, I'm glad you asked that, too. Uh, in 11th grade, I'm, I, this is, this still haunts me to this day in 11th grade in Senor Garcia's Spanish class. Um, I passed a note around to all the people in the class that said at 1101, everybody drop your books on the floor. And so I passed it around all the way. Everybody got it. And at 1101, everybody dropped their books at the same time, except for me. And so I'm just sitting there smiling. And she says, Gerardo, you go to the office. And she sent me to the office, even though I was the only one that did not, and I got spanked. And so <gasps> 11th grade, I got Tom Sawyer, if he's ever watching wow. this, my principal, and I got spanked as an 11th grader for sending a note around to say, everybody drop your books at the same time, and I'm the only one that didn't participate, but yet I got in trouble for it. So, 
Well, and everybody knew you were the kid that got spanked because of books. There you go. Exactly. Well, she knew it was me. She was like, Gerardo, you go. And I was like, okay, I'm going. And I argued with her out the door and everybody's laughing and got spanked. He said, here's two paddles. Which one do you want? And I was smart enough to pick the one without the holes in it and got two licks and went back to class. Isn't that sad? Man, those were different times. Yeah, well. were. <laughs> That's the end of our icebreaker game. <laughs> that is the end of our icebreaker game. <laughs> Let's jump nice. right into the fun facts game. How about that? Okay. Fun Ooh, facts fun with fact. Gary Brooks. I'm going to read off three things. And Mariana, you have to guess which one of them is true about Gary. Okay. Okay. All right. I think I can do good. All right. Number one. Gary once owned a national championship cheerleading gym in Florida. Number two, he once outran an alligator on a golf course in Florida. Number three, he used to work as Donald Duck at Disney's Magical Kingdom in Orlando, Florida. <gasps> I want all of these to be true. <laughs> hmm. Okay. Those were, so. some good, those were some good choices <laughs> that you threw in there because I know what I sent him. And he came up with two really, really good ones. Those are all really good. Well, and your face didn't give anything away. I, I was not, looking. I I'm not going to give anything away. Poker I'm face. not going to say a word. Nope. What are you going with, Mariana? I think that you wrestled slash ran from an alligator. So do I give the answer or do you give the answer? Do you want to guess again or you want Gary to tell you? Well, I would I would love him too much if he was Donald Duck. Like just too much. Well which was it? I owned a cheerleading gym. I was part owner with a friend of mine. Uh, we opened up a cheerleading gym. And the Pee Wee team was national championships, and I owned that oh. with a, my friend Glenda. If she's watching, she may be. So we owned um, a, a cheerleading gym in Florida for about two years, and then she kept it for about another 15, and now she's a like a national judge all over the place. So wow. I owned a cheerleading gym in Florida. Oh, wow. Uh, Fun fact. Okay. <laughs> Fun fact. <laughs> I got that wrong. Okay, second one. You're over. Yeah, there you go. Maybe you'll get one of the other ones. Second Let's one. Try. Number one, he is the lead singer of a local a cappella group. Number two. He is an ordained minister and was a youth pastor for nine years. Number three, he has a Twitch account with 100,000 views on his Fortnite videos. Oh, I don't think you're a Fortnite guy. I think you're too busy with the other accounts to have a Twitch account. Um, what were the other ones again? <laughs> oh, Mariana, for a teacher, you're not a great listener. No, he not. is an ordained minister and was a youth pastor for nine years. He is okay, the lead okay. singer of a local a cappella group. I'm going to go with the minister and the youth pastor. Yeah. You got it. Right in that. I could not sing my way out of a brown paper bag. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm a horrible singer, but yep. I was, a, I was actually teaching and I took over the youth group of my church and I just really saw that that was a ministry that was different than school. And so I, um, I, I was teacher for four years, and then I did youth ministry for um, uh, nine years in Florida, and then jumped back in teaching. So I, I, can, love I, how can, I can marry you, and I can bury you. So if you want <laughs> me to be married or you need a funeral, I can do that. No problem. And teach you some gymnastics in between. I know. I just kind of stood there and, and, and ran the desk. I had no, <laughs> I was no talent whatsoever other than being smart enough to hook up with someone that knew what they were talking about in cheerleading. So okay. no skills there. <laughs> All right, last one. Last, okay. I'm tied, one and one. Number one, he is a black belt in karate. Number two, he collects classic cards as a hobby. And number three, he is an introvert. Okay, I'm going to go through my clues right now. Mm -hmm. K 
karate, he doesn't like exercising, and this is a new thing. So I'm going to say no to karate. The second one was a car. He's an educator. He doesn't have time or money to collect cars. He's a famous educator. Hold on. (laughs) Well, yes. Mm, So I'm going to go with the last one. He is an introvert. She doesn't even know what it was. (laughs) He doesn't even remember. (laughs) Oh, no, no. You're an an introvert. An introvert. You're an introvert. Tell us about that. Is that what you're going with? That's what I'm going to go with. Am I? Is he going to play a sound effect? Oh, I already played it. I already played it. (laughs) (laughs) I played it prematurely. Absolutely. I'm a genius. Yes, people don't realize that. They, I, I, I'm what they would call is a, um, a, a introverted extrovert. Is that you know the personality and the job um, uh, has always been where I need to be an extrovert. But I would just as soon stand in the back of a room and not talk to anybody, and you know go vacation by myself. Um, so it's been a big stretch, and I think that you find that a lot with people that are on social media. You also hear that a lot. Um, you know, with actors and actresses is that they, you know, they love that part of it, love being up, love meeting people. Um, but, you know, my choice is a lot more extroverted um, than, than, than I come across and that people realize. A lot of comedians are introverts. So yep, that doesn't surprise yep, me. Yep, yep. Mm. Now, after you do, um, after you go to conferences or after you're in a big group, are you just exhausted from all of that? Or do you get yeah. the energy from the crowd? Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's very, very interesting. It is like a, um, it's like drinking five Red Bulls. So when I, you know, if I'm at my own event on a Saturday where people are coming in, um, as we're leading up to it, I get real nervous about it um, uh, and making sure everything's going good. In the midst of it, I absolutely love it. And then afterwards, I'm just on this excitement. Um, and so, you know, we got to dinner and we celebrate and we relax in there. Um, uh, the introvert in me um, gets me nervous on the way up there. Like even when I'm flying to a conference, I think, oh gosh. I got to do this, uh, not on mm-hmm. like, you know, stressing it in the morning, stressing it, uh, going somewhere, having to walk through people is a big stress to me oh. <laughs> because they recognize me. But then when I get there, I, you know, I just know I'm going to absolutely love it. Um, and then when I'm done, you know, it's, it's so, uh, it's, it's a big, huge up and down emotions of, of being a, a speaker in front of, you know, a hundred teachers, 200 teachers, 3000 teachers, mm-hmm. um, it, that kind of goes the whole gambit of, of emotions. Can imagine. How did you get started with the speaking? Well, I, I got started because people started saying whenever I would say I was at a conference, I'm at the Reading Recovery Conference, I'm you know at the National Counselors Conference. They would always say, um, you know, we would love to see you, but our school doesn't pay for a four hundred dollar conference. Right. Um, and so we decided we would just do a weekend event where we charge fifteen bucks for a teacher, and we gather everybody together in a either in a church or in a, a local high school gymnasium. Whoever sponsors it gets, you know, gets 10% of the, uh, of the tickets and we would gather, you know, three or four or 500 teachers together on a Saturday and I would do a two hour speaking event exactly like I would do at a conference. Um, and so it was just an opportunity to, you know, and what I loved about it is it was grade levels getting together and going to mm-hmm. lunch together, going shopping after or some friends that, you know, lived two hours away and they were going to meet in the middle. So it was really just the opportunity to be able to say, I want to be able to provide something for those that can't go to a conference because they're so expensive or their districts do. And so I started doing my weekend events. And then, you know, obviously um, the book helped tremendously on conferences. And so, I, you know, I get lots of district openings and, in, in, you know, in June, July and August, I'm booked almost every day. Um, wow. speaking at district openings. Um, so, it, you know, again, just been a huge, um, you know, craziness interrupted. Huge blessing. So. Now, were you doing this before you started going viral with the videos or? 
I was not. After. No, I, I was, um, you know, I was in youth ministry for a while. And so I spoke a lot of youth ministry conferences and, and that's just always come, you know, um, uh, natural to me. Um, it was not until the videos went viral um, when, you know, people started saying you should do this or we love that. And you know, then you get asked to this conference and then it sees, you know, people going out and then you get speakers bureaus that want to represent you. So it just kind of, you know, exploded from, uh, from the, um, the videos that went viral. Cool. Have you ever done any stand up comedy? I have not. And here's the thing. People ask that all the time. I will get somebody message me and say, Hey, you know, we're having a, you know, a teacher's banquet. We want you to be the comedian. And I don't, I don't do that. I don't, um, it's a lot different when, when you, if you ever hear me speak, I will use my videos to introduce a topic. Like if, if I want to talk about how we can better deal with parents, I might use one of my videos about car rider line and a parent yelling at us. Um, and then I will speak on that. So it's humorous, but my whole goal on social media is to be a supportive education. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not to be a comedian. You know, I, I so respect, you know, Joey D and, and those type of people and Eddie B. Um, but I'm, it stresses me out. I went on a cruise and they were like, you know, you're going to be the nighttime thing. And I'm looking out thinking all these people are half drunk from this cruise and having a good time <laughs> and they're expecting a comedian. It's not, um, comedian is completely different. Um, uh, you know, mine is much more in between of a professional development and a comedian where I, you know, present humorous things in a humorous way, but always walk off, you know, with an encouragement. So it's a lot different than being a comedian. Yeah. Now talking about the educational aspect, which I love because you've been in the classroom, you've Mm -hmm. been an interventionist, you've been an administrator. What are the things that you notice between those roles right now? Well, I I notice, unfortunately, there's a disconnect that doesn't need to be there. And that always stresses me out. Um, There is sometimes a disconnect between administration and teachers. And I don't think there should be. They should be one directly together. And the administration should always be making decisions that are based on what's best for the staff and not vice versa. There is often a disconnect with intervention and um, uh, and the classroom teachers because sometimes they think, you know, okay, you take them at that point, help them at this point. So we see that disconnect in there. And what I see works best is when they're all interlocking, when the, you know, the, the teachers are completely supported, when their relationships with the interventionists, they understand, you know, the, the, um, the, the, the um, product that can come out of that when there is good working relationship, when administration is completely supportive, um, when it's a, it's a, a, a good working vehicle, you know, it, it's like none other in any other school when you see everybody working in there together as opposed to a disconnect. Those stressful days, do you have teachers come to you just like, oh my gosh, this is too much. And what do you say to that teacher that might need some insight? Right. I saw all the time. I mean, it's, it's, and this is not just a COVID thing. COVID has been really crazy. Um, uh, but you know, the good thing about education is it's different every single year. Um, and the good thing about education is if you don't like where you're at, there are a lot of other places you can be. And so if you're teaching third grade and you're just banging your head against the wall because you feel like it's there, you can go and be intervention. You can move up to middle school and see those kids. You could go into a curriculum position. You could try administration at some point. And so, you know, I really uh, encourage people when they're having a stressful day, you know, to really try to work through it. I, I encourage take tomorrow off. I know it's going to be stressful. We required lesson plans to come in as an emergency. So Mm -hmm. all the teachers have an emergency lesson plan day that can just be handed over to a sub that a teacher calls and says, I've gotten in a car. I can't be there. I don't have sub plans. Well, we just pull it out. And I say, take your emergency day. You've got lesson plans in there. Relax because these feelings kind of come and go. Um, And then if they're having that kind of year where they got that parent or they got that student or stressed, 
you know, the good thing is next year is going to be completely different. Even if you're still teaching third grade in the same school, it's going to be completely different. You're going to have different um, uh, colleagues. You're going to have different parents. You're going to have different, you know, so with education, it really is a, is a stick in there. Um, you know, focus in on the kids. Don't focus in on the drama of the teachers, the drama right. of the parents, the negativity of the pressures of testing. Um, focus in on why you got here, and that's because of the students. And when you focus in on the kids, then everything else will eventually come around, and that stressful part will hopefully leave. And what I find is when I start focusing on the kids, then, you know, God sends me some little kid that needed me or somebody that needed to smile, smile at me or a parent that really uh, – and, and I'm able to open my eyes, you know, to the real reasons why I'm there and try to close into all the craziness that goes around us. As an administrator, there are teachers, well, and I'm going to say it from the teacher point of view, sometimes teachers are scared to approach their administrator, uh, and you're just people too, but what advice would you give to that new teacher or the teacher that's kind of burnt out, or how can they approach the administrator without feeling like they're bad or without feeling negative about it? Well, and I had that, and I was absolutely floored um, uh, whenever I would find out later that somebody was scared to come to me or scared to, you know, that, and I always thought, gosh, it's just this position. It's the hierarchy position. And I see that now, um, you know, even with, um, you know, my um, district administrators that were really good friends that I absolutely loved. I had a hard time going to them on certain things because you just see this as a hierarchy. But the bottom line is that person is there to support you and help you. Um, and if you believe that they're doing a good job, even if you disagree with this or disagree with that or you wouldn't do everything exactly the same, when you go to them respectfully and say, I have this concern, or this is what's going on, or can we talk about this? Um, uh, somebody that's good, it, it, they're going to open the door to that. Somebody that's bad, what's the difference if you don't say anything? If you're stressed about going to somebody because they're going to take it the wrong way, well, then if you don't ever say anything, you don't ever know that there's going to be a change. You know what? You just end up stressing out about it. So I just, I always think, you know, bite the bullet. Say, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to offend you. I don't want to tell you what to do with your job, but I just need to tell you professionally what it is I'm thinking about this decision you've made or what's going on or how this is affecting my behavior in my classroom. And I just wanted to be able to professionally sit down and talk with you about it and know that 90, well, 80%, 80% administration wants that. 80% of the administrators want you to come in and say, can we talk about this situation because it's right. stressing me out. There are some that don't. There are some that want to be, I'd say more than less, less than 20, that don't want to be. And unfortunately, that's one of those things you got to look at. Do I want to stay here? Um, because this person's not going to change, or do I want to go somewhere where I can at least feel comfortable enough to uh, go and sit down, close the door with somebody, and take a friend in there? You know, say, so I just want some support. We're just here to talk to you. I want to talk to you about, you know, with the funding that we're spending, and I feel like that we were shortchanged as fifth graders, uh, fifth grade teachers, and so can we talk about this? I'm going to bring her in here just because I want the support, so bring support right. in there. You know, and, and be, here's the thing. If you say positive things all the time, when it comes to something negative, it's not as bad. If the first time you ever come into the principal's office is to complain about something, right. well, then it's going to be stressful. But if you pop your head in there every other day saying, you know, I love the joke that you told on, uh, you know, on, on the intercom. Hey, thank you so much for doing this. This is going really good there. If you've popped your head in there a lot, mm -hmm. then it's not going to be nearly as uncomfortable the first time you go in there. And really what you have is a complaint because you've not told them anything that they've been doing. Everybody right. does something good. Everybody, right. you can find something. Even if you say, I like what you're wearing today, you match really good today. <laughs> At least you're saying that. You know? <laughs> now, what advice Gary, when you go, sorry, you? I got a question for, for okay. when you go on these uh, speaking event tours, you are mainly speaking to teachers mm -hmm. or do you have any tours that are any events that are mainly speaking to admin? 
Well, when I speak, um, uh, I, wherever I speak, I always speak on personal climbing culture. Okay. Personal climbing culture is the way you deal with the students and colleagues and parents. And so my events are geared towards anyone. And what I love about those is, you know, I'll have somebody that come in who's, uh, you know, uh, you know, a teacher that dragged her husband there who's a policeman, and I'll get a message back and say that really applied to me, um, uh, and, you know, a nurse at a report. So what I speak about is always on being the best that you can be. Um, I, I'm very blessed to be able to speak at, you know, a nurse's conference or a counselor's conference, um, and when I do that, because I know what happens in the nurse's office, I'm able to talk about the same thing but directly to the nurses. And so I always speak about personal climbing culture because I believe that's just you mm -hmm. being the best that you can be in your positions. And so um, the majority of places are, is it a school district where I'm, you know, preschool to high school or at my events where it could be anybody. But I've um, also been very blessed to speak at, you know, school business conferences where it's all the bookkeepers, uh, administrative conferences, the school nurses, school counselors, just the PE teachers. Um, but really what I talk about um, applies to any one group, and I could just really focus in on the fact that, you know, the humor from this situation is going to be about the school nurse or about the PE teacher. Mm -hmm. about the right. Now, do you get to speak to a lot of admin during these events, like when you travel around the country? I do. What, what I generally happen, um, a lot of admin conferences will, will ask, and I, I love that um, uh, because of the fact that, that I'm – Here's what I love about speaking to, to admin. When I'm speaking to them, I'm giving them what they need to do for staff meeting. Mm. And I'm saying to them, this is, what, this is what I tell my teachers. And so I'm giving them, and I really love that group because I'm giving them what I think that I would want to hear. Um, uh, what happens generally is I will go to a conference and one administrator from a district will be there and they will enjoy it so much that they will say, hey, I want to grab you for my district and then right. forward from there. Um, so, you know, love speaking. Uh, administrators is probably one of my favorite groups because I'm, you know, walking away knowing that if they took notes, they've got their next six months worth of staff meetings done out for them. Um, but, you know, love speaking to all of them because every group, the school nurses, the school counselors, the paraprofessionals, the office clerks, every single one of those groups um, holds a huge part in the schools. So I've just been blessed to be able to be at any one group, um, uh, no matter who it is. Now, do you find that a lot of admin share the same kind of sentiment as you, the same mentality, or do you find that there's a lot of admin that are not? No, there's not. not there's a lot that are not. Um, there, right. There's, and that's just the nature of the beast. Mm -hmm. um, I, I know there's a lot of admin that don't think the way I think, that don't think humor should be in there, that don't, um, you know, I, it's just the differences of opinions, and 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 it, it is what it is. Generally, if someone that disagreed with me on social media came to hear me, that I would be able to change their mind because everything I talk about is just things that you know I, I'm not doing. I'm not in, a, in inventing anything. I'm just putting it in a big box. But you know, administration is administration, and all you got to do is go on any of these administration sites and see someone say, "Hey, can you tell me uh, what you think about um, you know um, no zero failing that that nobody gets below a 50." You got 19 different people arguing to the death of them. This is what you should do. Mm -hmm. um, and so I find that, you know, the majority of uh, administrators are very supportive. Um, if somebody is very adamantly not supportive, it's because they are struggling with their own job. Um, and, and that's just going to be the case. It's, it's like the, you know, the teacher that really hates this group of teachers that are being successful. And it's not do a successful thing, but it's they're struggling with dealing with their teachers and handling things and, right. and turnovers. And so they're not, you know, they aren't really open to anybody else's, but that's just kind of a personality. But most, most administrators, you know, I find we're all in the same boat. And I think we get support from everybody and everywhere. Do you have any professional development books that you recommend for teachers or administration that feels like they might be struggling or one that you just love a go-to? Well, anything by uh, Ted, uh, Todd Nesloni is excellent. 
I think that anything by uh, – and these are two opposite groups. I think anything by Ron Clark and anything by Hope and Wade King, um, uh, their they're, um, they're, um, wild hearts, mm-hmm. um, all those. You know, here's the thing. If you read a book by somebody of like me, you're going to read what my expertise is. And if somebody is writing a book, then somebody has recognized their expertise. Right. And so to me, I can read Wild at Heart and I can read the first three chapters and go, oh, this is not for me. And someone else can go, it's absolutely unbelievable. And so, you know, generally my ideas are when I look at Todd uh, and, and see the things that he's putting out on Instagram or on Twitter and see them, look at somebody like Ron Clark or I, I've been able to speak with, um, uh, I generally grab all those. And I love the ones that are, there's kind of a difference between the encouragement and the meats. I love the meat books, um, uh, the Daily Fives. Um, right. I, you know, I read a Daily Five all the time because it helps me um, to understand when I walk in a classroom what I want to be able to see in a reading rotation, mm-hmm. um, those types of things. Um, I personally think that one of the best things you can do for instructional books is look at who you're following on social media that you relate to and that you okay. think is doing a good job and follow what they're doing. Because if they're there, then more than likely – what they enjoy. So if, you know, if I'm following the teacher teacher Vera and I love her and I see these books are the ones that she's recommending and I've heard her speak at a conference, then I'm going to want to go with what she's done because we agree in the philosophy. So my thought is find the people that are on social media that you're agreeing with their philosophy and find out what they're, they're reading. Anything by Todd is great. Anything by Hope and Wade is great. Anything by Ron Clark is great. Um, and then I always love those, those meat ones because if you're grab something that says, you know, reading intervention groups, you read it for two or three chapters. If it's not for you, go ahead. But right. if you found something off the top that is going to really and truly um, uh, be amazing for you. So um, I like to be able to grab the meats of whatever it is I'm struggling with. I'm over here just jotting down all of these accounts and I, yeah. I already follow them. <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing. That's what I love about this. We're all following, you know, everybody's following all and, and you guys, you know, oh my gosh, you guys are amazing with what you all have done and not only the support of everybody, but just the humor that you all bring. Um, and the relaxation. How great is it that we have this? Because I didn't have this when I was first teacher. Yeah. We didn't have any of this, you know, and now we've got these other people and we can see that people are going through the same thing and we can support each other and we can go, wow, I really like him. So I'm going to start following who is he following in there. And it's, it's just this international support right. system of educators that, that we feel like we know. I love it when someone says, oh, I feel like you're my best friend. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I've never seen you before. But you <laughs> know my life. But we know each other because we're seeing each other's personalities and we're seeing, you know, the stresses that we go through and, and how to support each other. I absolutely love it. Yeah, did us. you always want to be an educator? I did. I, it, it, the thing is, um, and, and, you know, if, if you observe teachers, um, there are teachers that have it. There are teachers that can develop it. And there are teachers that, that just kind of struggle a little bit. And I think the teachers that have it are those that knew from early on. Every job that I took growing up had to do with education. Yeah, I was the camp counselor. Uh, I was, you know, the, the, the head coach, uh, the, the lifeguard at Troy State University. I was in charge of that group kind of administration-wise. I was doing the day camps. Um, and so, you know, babysitting, um, I, it always had to do with helping um, students to be able to grow. And so that's just kind of a natural thing. I think that's what you have with a lot of teachers is that they just naturally grew into wanting to help people read and being a babysitter and working at camp counselor as camp counselors and working in the after-school daycares. Um, it's just kind of always been there. And then it just kind of progressed that I saw that where my giftedness was, um, was supporting those people in administration wise. And so it just kind of progressed to, you know, I, I, I've learned what I need to learn classroom wise. Now I need to be able to use a different gift administration wise to be able to support people who are better than I am in the classrooms. And it just kind of trends, you know, uh, moved up all through administration. I love that. I love that. Now, what well, are you, I, I got to ask, what are your feelings toward the 
standardized testing that's being pushed this year? I, it's it's just I you know I think it's ridiculous. Um, I I don't um, standard testing at its best is you know just one 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 measure, um, and unfortunately we're one of the only um, professions in the entire world that's judged by one by one standard, and mm-hmm. that's what the public is uh, is judging us by. And I know that there's a need to have data, and that's what's really pushing this, is that you've got nonprofits and, 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 and people that are doing great to support education, and they need that data. But right now, we don't, we, we don't need to do that. We are already stressed as it is. When we looked at what we had to give with map testing and dibbles and great leaps, and, and I just did a video two days about it, and, and uh, K-Prep and map testing, we had nine weeks of school left with 12 weeks worth of testing. And we end up having to double up on things. And it's just a stressful thing. I know that we need some data. I know, but I just don't know that that's the best one. And, and the pressure that is put on um, by districts and by parents, um, I, you know, I just wish that we could find a better way, throw it out the door. I'm all for accountability. Um, but I think accountability does not need to be the pressurized cooker system um, that we have with standardized testing and the huge waste of money. It's, mm-hmm. it's just... Yeah, it's the whole thing is a little bit scary and nobody else is held accountable like that uh, with just one thing, you know, all your school, everything. We're not going to worry about what you did when the kid's house burnt down or when the mom and dad were going to get divorced or when he came to school with head lice three days in a row and the secretary had to pick head lice for three hours a day. We don't talk about that. We just want to know what your state test scores are. And that's just absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Agreed. Well, speaking of testing. I like your intro. I was like, I wonder, how, I wonder how he's going to do this. We have a little test that we're going to give you. Okay. And we're going to time it just like a standardized test. Okay. Gonna, oh, I'm going to put two minutes on the it. clock. Now I'm nervous. And I'm using my phone to record so you know I can't be Googling the answer, so. <laughs> Two minutes on the clock. This is the, are you smarter than your students? Here we go. Okay. What causes tides? Uh, the, the um, oh gosh, the, um, oh, the, the rotation of the earth. The moon. The moon. Okay. The moon. Bats are mammals. True or false? Say it again. Bats are mammals. True, true. or false? True. Good. The process by which plants eat and make energy is called? Photosynthesis. Woohoo! A hexagon has how many sides? Hexagon has hex, 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 hex. Five sides. That's Pentagon. Six. <laughs> Good. Other than water, the most consumed beverage in the world is? Milk. Tea. Oh. The plural of moose is? Moose. Very good. <laughs> Which country is both an island and a continent? Island and a continent. Island and a continent. Oh, um, oh gosh. Country. Country. So I'm going to say a state. New York. No. Um, uh, <laughs> Iceland. Is Iceland? No, Iceland. Okay, I'm going to pass on that one. What is the answer? Australia. Australia. Okay, that's what I was going to say. But no, okay. <laughs> that's it. No, that, ding, ding, I wasn't too that's bad. It. I did okay. <laughs> I think he passed. I think he, he passed. did. You definitely passed. <laughs> I'd be proficient on state testing, depending on the state. I didn't know it was going to be timed. I didn't know it was going to be timed. <laughs> yeah, no, we're, we're almost to an game. hour already. We got another game, and then we'll and then we'll close it out with a little self Another game, and then we'll close it out. And this right. one's super easy. This one's just, would you rather? And I think would you know how to play you this. Rather. Yep. All right. Would you rather? Have no AC at school or no working bathroom? Oh, it would have to be uh, no AC just because of, I mean, I would hate it because I'm fat and I sweat nonstop. But gosh, can you imagine no bathroom? Good Lord, what would you do? You'd only be able to be in school for like three hours. That's yeah. it. Yeah. 
<laughs> You'd have to go home. Yeah, tough. All right, teacher's favorite, car dismissal. 100 degrees outside or 30 degrees outside? Um, I think that they would choose the uh, the 100 degrees um, just because of the fact that they know it's going to be real quick and short and that, yeah, <laughs> my, well, I'm also in Kentucky. That's, I mean, they would definitely use it. They hate the cold weather. They get doctor's excuses for cold weather. Stop it. Uh, no. Non-stop, easily, <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> Sad. All right, would you rather have a magic carpet for all of your travel needs or a robot personal assistant? Oh, a magic carpet, because I cannot stand layovers and getting bumped and squeezing into somebody as fat as I am on an airplane. Yeah, magic carpet for sure. All right. I think I know the answer for this one. Would you rather never analyze data again or never have standardized tests again? Uh, standardized tests. We need to be looking at the data, but not standardized tests out the door. <laughs> Would you rather cover a class all day or cover lunch duty all day? Uh, depend, that, that's a trick question. Depends on the grade level. If kindergarten, no. Anything above fourth grade, no. But uh, I'd say lunch duty because I like to talk to all the kids. Okay. All right. Going to books, would you rather live in Narnia or go to Hogwarts? Go to Hogwarts. Oh, my gosh, for sure. Wouldn't that be fun? Mm. Yes, absolutely. I, I wish it existed. Can we make that exist somehow? Have you been to Disney? You're Disney. just walking around there, there thinking it's really cool, mm. but uh, it's even that atmosphere is cool. I love it. When you go to Disney, let me know. I'll sneak up on you, and I won't, I won't stalk you all day. I'll you know, <laughs> you <go>. say hi. <laughs> we'll have fun. All right, and the last one. Would you rather be able to disappear or make other people disappear? I would love to disappear. That's the introvert, just to be able to say, I'm done here. You know, go disappearing. I, that's the superpower I would have, disappearing. There's my superpower <laughs> right there. I don't need laser eyes. I don't need flying. I don't need strength. Disappearing would be great. All right. Those are the would you rathers. <laughs> All right, Jerry, tell, uh, Gary, sorry. Tell us where. <laughs> that was twice. <laughs> that was twice. twice. I'm editing that out as well. Don't worry. <laughs> Tell us where we can find you, uh, social media, your book. Tell us everything. Everything is Gary Brooks, P-R-I-N, like principal. So my name's directly up there, but everything is just straight G-E-R-Y-B-R-O-K-S-P-R-I-N. So that's my um, uh, that's my Twitter. That's my Instagram. That's my TikTok. Uh, that's my Facebook. It's also my website. So you can go to GaryBrooksPrint.com. Um, that's where I book speakers. That's where um, I, you know, I have uh, shirts for sale. Um, uh, you can Google that for any of those social media accounts and pull those up um, directly in there. And if anybody ever needs to message me or talk to me, Instagram's the easiest. Um, if you message me on Instagram, it comes directly to me. And I always look through those. Sometimes Facebook gets so many responses. And TikTok, I just let that fly because people are so crazy on TikTok. But um, <laughs> yeah, um, I'm always on my social media is the same for everybody. Gary Brooks Prin, P-R-I-N. And then if you ever need a message or, you know, have a good idea for a video, um, Instagram is the best way to message me directly because I always, I, I check those pretty much daily. Easy enough. Any shows I coming up? It. Any events? Any Anything that you want to tell people about? Yeah, well, I've got um, uh, nothing coming up that's open. Um, I'm doing, like I said, um, starting in June, I pretty much go, I go 36 straight days speaking at a district and flying and speaking at a district and flying. Um, so I've got a lot of district events. Once we get to the fall, um, I'll be having my weekend events, and those are basically, it's a fundraiser for a school. I come out, I do, you know, an event, it's $15, $20 for a person. And so if anybody's interested in those, but we always announce those up on my um, uh, Facebook. Um, and so you can follow those on a Saturday, just get together with um, grade levels and come out. Um, but everything between now and then is pretty much um, district conferences um, uh, that we're going through. Um, so hopefully once all this clears in the fall, I'll be yeah. able to have uh, events and we can all grab back together and kind of have some fun. I'll have to get you to Vero. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I'll be there Sunday. 
Awesome. Don't know where I'm going to eat at Grills. I'm going to eat Grills Sunday night in Rockledge. So if anyone wants to show up at Grills, <laughs> yeah, I can't, good luck. I love Absolutely love that area. I'm anxious to see how crowded it is though, because we couldn't find a. We had to go to a hotel. We couldn't even find an Airbnb all the way down from Jacksonville, all the way down to Miami. We couldn't wow. find anything. So I think it's going to be a little crazy. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting. Yeah, that's so. the season. It's the season yep. in Florida. Absolutely. Well, Gary, it was awesome having you on the show. It was a pleasure Absolutely. to finally meet you. Yes, and yes. Uh, I hope that a lot of educators and admin get to hear you speak because you have a lot of wisdom to drop. And uh, Absolutely. I think more people need to hear what you have to say and right. hopefully get to do some more stuff soon. Absolutely. I appreciate it. I appreciate what you guys are doing, just the humor out there and supporting education. I kind of feel like we're in the exact same ball, uh, ball game as being able to offer humor to be able to get through all these crazy times. So I appreciate it. If anybody needs me, message me on Instagram and uh, I can't wait to talk with some people, meet some people. And thank you so much for your time. You're awesome. Thanks, Gary. Talk soon. Well, if you enjoyed this episode and all the other ones that we've had so far, please go over to Instagram and Facebook and give us a follow at the Teacher Talk Show Podcast. And if you really want to support the show, uh, we can only survive if you give us five-star ratings, reviews, and subscribe on anywhere you listen to podcasts, whether it's Spotify or Apple or Google or Pandora or wherever you listen to us. Uh, Give us a follow. Give us a subscribe, a rating, a review. It's always appreciated and helps us keep bringing on awesome people like Gary Brooks and all the other new people that we got coming up soon. The next couple of weeks, we'll be dropping the Eddie B episode, so stay tuned for that. And uh, we'll be having some fun giveaways on our Facebook group and Instagram page, so uh, definitely head over there and give us a follow to stay in the loop with what's going on here and enter some fun giveaways to win some merch. That's it. Until next time, thanks for listening.